My name is Molly McCartney. I'm an intuitive medium, the author of the Amazon best-selling book, Empower Your Wisdom, and the founder of the Empowered Wisdom School. This show was created for women who wish to trust their intuition so they can follow their higher calling and their bliss without fear, doubt, and disempowering relationships holding them back. If you're a spiritual woman with a business or career in any field and a higher calling you've been working towards, and you want to be featured on the show to inspire others with your story, go to empoweredwisdomshow.com. For now, please enjoy today's show, and don't forget to subscribe for daily inspiration from our very special guests. Hello and welcome to the Empowered Wisdom Show. This is your host, Molly McCartney, and today I'm here with Heather Brandon. She's a spiritual coach for menopausal women up, up there in Toronto, Canada. I love my new Canadian friends through the show. Um, we're going to talk today about how menopause is actually a rite of passage and not a death sentence. For you women out there, um, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, getting close, definitely in the pre-shadow of the menopausal years and feeling that change of life. And it is a change and a deepening. It's um, unless you're you're kind of worried about losing that youth and, and losing that that part of yourself that you were 20 years ago or 30 years ago. Um, it's it's really good to look at it with uh, mindfulness, with uh, your spiritual eyes, and see how it definitely brings us into a level of wisdom that we couldn't have otherwise. And I, I believe Heather has a lot to say about that today. So. <clears throat> Welcome, Heather. Thanks for being on the show. How are you doing? I'm very well, thank you. Glad to be here. Awesome. Good. We're glad to have you. So can you just start by telling us a little bit about how you serve menopausal women and um, helping them know that menopause is a rite of passage and not a death sentence? Absolutely. Um, well, my menopausal journey began 10 years ago this month mm. because I was literally wanted to remember my last period. Um, because I had a very spotty kind of history prior through my whole um, menstruating years. And it was something that was really valuable to me. So yeah, it's interesting we're doing this today on, in January because it's literally 10 years. Wow. And I chose to see it um, because my background is a, as a registered nurse. Um, I've worked with a lot of women over the years around their health. You know, annual pap test was my forte. <laughs> <laughs> and um and I was really good at it so uh, it became a spiritual journey it became a um embodiment journey I started to change the way I did medical procedures into an actual um embodiment which um when my menopause came um you don't know until you're in it literally but I was also determined to make it a holistic experience I went in feeling that that's what it would be given what I had experienced and witnessed up until that point, which I'm really grateful for. Um, I won't say there were not challenges. There definitely were, and there are. And that's what's brought me to realizing that I can really be a, it's almost like being a midwife. Um, I have 10 years now of this experience, the ups and downs. And um, it's different for every woman, but it really can be a reclaiming. It really can be, uh, there is a death of some old parts, but there is a huge renewal of uh, parts of self that you can't imagine until you're in it. I'm getting shivers just talking about <laughs> it right now. Um, 
and every woman's journey is different and every woman's um uh i mean it's so multi-layered culturally socially individually um and you i think the point i really want to make and what i want why i'm doing coaching is i want women to realize that they have a choice of how they navigate this transition yeah for sure um, and there's no wrong good bad anything of any of it each woman is an individual but you do really it is an opportunity to reclaim yeah yeah, yeah absolutely and and i think it is it's a good point to say there is no right or wrong way because no. everyone is going to experience it differently yeah. but to empower to to go through it in, in an empowered way where we're sort of working with life to create the story around it instead of having it happen to us i think that's where coaching comes in and, and really can yeah. help change that experience into something that you can choose and and kind of walk into with open arms because that this is life you know we, we are in a cycle we we are born we age we can't these are the things we can't get out of um but we can change how we experience them i think that's exactly. an important an important point and um and there's been a very medicalized um view socially for all of us about what menopause is and it has its place but there's a much deeper richer experience that can mm -hmm. be had well it's funny in a lot of my readings and, and coachings uh, i'll even I'll, I'll i can sort of tell even though it's hard to tell people's ages anymore with you know mm -hmm. if we dye our hair we have surgery or even younger women can you know look much older or younger than they are but i can sense and some and someone's energy like when they're close to that first saturn return and the you know kind of the astrological world of going from maiden to mother and these kind of that powerful transition i mean there's themes there's archetypal themes that go through that and same thing with people in their second saturn return yeah. you know between that 57 63 age range when they're definitely going into a new la layer of self and and they've been through a lot they've seen it all um not all but you know they've seen their lives in the prime and they're asking what now, you know, what now? And I think it's important to n always know that it's never too late to create something new for yourself or to create, you know, it's always an adventure. I think my, uh, my uh, fiance's grandmother used to say that, you know, what's the next great adventure, even to the point of her passing, well, I'm just going on to the next great adventure. Yeah. So if we look at life as a continuum, it's a, it is a sacred, every big passage like this is a sacred passage. So that's really, really cool. Mm -hmm. And I'd love to hear a little bit about, you know, where you started your goddess work here. And, and you know, this is when you're talking about maiden mother crone, it's uh -huh. you know, the cycles of the goddess. You were an outpost nurse in the Arctic and yes. learned about the Inuit goddess Sedna. Can you share a little bit about that? Because that just fascinates me. Well, it's interesting you brought up Saturn return because that was my first Saturn return. Mm -hmm. I've been told that I probably couldn't have children by an endocrinologist. And I was a young nurse. I was 28, 29 when I went. And for me, I didn't go into depression around, oh, I can't have kids. I suddenly felt like I was given a freedom. And I went, okay, well, then I'm not going to work in a hospital anymore. I'm getting out of here. <laughs> and off I went. I studied international health, thinking I would go to Africa. Couldn't get a job in Africa you know you have to trust what comes to you and um i wound up doing a practicum in labrador which is part of newfoundland so it's sort of south of a little just a little bit south of the arctic circle hmm. and i was there for four months and it suddenly occurred to me that i could go to the arctic and i just 
you know, it was one of those things, boom, 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 and I was gone. And um, so profound experience of the land, first of all. Mm, you, bet. You, real, you realize how little we are and how profoundly we are connected to the earth. Yes. Because up there, you make one wrong decision about going out, you could die. Seriously. Yeah. Yeah. Like for it, sure. you had to be on moment to moment. So, yes. So I wound up um, being an outpost nurse and I was actually a float nurse. So I got to see all of Baffin Island which is really a huge gift. These, the, the um, outposts are literally thousands of miles apart. And I was given this opportunity to travel all around. I mean, it had its downsides because I was never settled, but I got to see and meet people that literally had lived on the land. They only were housed in the 60s. <laughs> and I was very conscious of that, that I would get to speak to, the elders really took to me. And I've always taken to older folk. Mm, me too. Uh, and they did. And they, <laughs> uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I ne they never came to the health center. They practiced the old ways for the most part. Uh, because you can imagine white man's medicine there. And um, there was a lot of politics, and which I knew nothing about. I knew nothing about white privilege at the time. When I left, mm. I had a completely different worldview. Um, but interestingly, the elder women saw something in me that I couldn't see at the time and started to tell me about this goddess Sedna, which is their goddess, essentially, of the Arctic. Mm -hmm. And her story is that her father disowned her and threw her out of a boat. And she kept clinging to the boat to get back in. And he wound up, it's sort of gross, but he chopped off her fingers and she wound up drowning. But mm -hmm. all they believe all the animals of the Arctic were made from her fingers oh wow wow so she holds the space of the north and um all of the animals from the north so i kept hearing this story from different women different communities over and over again and at the time i didn't look it up there this was pre-computer <laughs> just <laughs> no, i remember those days <laughs> just pre we actually had this rudimentary thing that never worked and uh, so we just ignored it <laughs> So it wasn't until I came back that I looked up and I wound up going into a, my own crisis because I became completely um, burnt out, came back, couldn't work. Um, and for some reason, goddess was coming to me very strongly. Mm -hmm. And I looked her up, heard the story. And um, she has since transformed in the, I mean, then we're in a different age now. She's now considered the cosmic librarian hmm. holding all of the records, the way whales, whale medicine is about. Mm -hmm. They're, they're the, um, the librarians of the world. I love that. Yeah. And they the hold the history. Holders. Yes, wisdom they do. Yeah. yeah. And so that is who Sedna now is. Cool. Um, I love that. Yeah. That, so that's one of the many, many stories I had up there, but forever grateful. Yeah. And, and my just... Saturn return. At your Saturn return, so you were you plugged in from the beginning, even if you didn't notice it at Did the time. Know. It just, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's it only intuition and gut. 
following yes. your own inner promptings. Yeah. Yes. And the synchronicity that happens when we are doing that is amazing. I mean, you know, I've heard stories like this and you just, you can't make it up. You can't figure out how all those pieces would go together for you to come into alignment with the spirituality that served you so well and now serves other people. And I, I think that's just this beautiful kind of mystery that we're living. And it's really about following that that inner gut that in, and that intuition, even though we may be enculturated and or have families that go into the people-pleasing patterns. You, we may have codependent tendencies due to, you know, different adults in our life as children. And some people I've even met, some women, they were, um, you know, real ordinary as children then turn into people pleasers later, which is really interesting. So I think it's it's important to notice where that comes from when we started to sort of um, put uh, the ideas of others first before our intuition, because, you know, that's what the, the whole spirituality of the goddess, any goddess comes to tell us is to listen to our bodies, listen to that internal landscape. That's right. Um, yeah. And then it can coexist with the, with the sky gods, with the, the higher power and all that stuff. It's, it's, it's a working system and we need, we need all of it. So, so can you share a little bit about um, your, your recent cancer scare that brought you into this work specifically with menopausal women? Because mm -hmm. I think that's another way to illustrate how these rites of passage like a health health crisis can turn your life around and give you a calling. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So my second Saturn return, literally, was that COVID COVID started. Oh boy. Yep. And I, you know, I got COVID and was very ill and went through that passage. What that was for me. And um, ironically, my uh, just it's another one of those synchronicities. My doctor happened to order an ultrasound for no. A real reason it turned <laughs> out and it came back I won't go into all of the details it doesn't matter but the fact is she ordered it intuitively hmm. she and I have a very intuitive connection with each other so I've been grateful for that oh that's nice <laughs> but I wound up having to have a biopsy because of the result of the ultrasound which came back um showing a benign actually state and um you know, innocently went off to, to our, our world renowned cancer hospital thinking, okay. And was immediately met with the head of the gynae department who offered me a hysterectomy. Hmm. The woman in me was so, I was so enraged. The nurse was just completely enraged <laughs> because I just know so much. Mm -hmm. And I was not even going down the road. Why would I, have a hysterectomy if I have a benign condition. Yeah, that's a, that's a life changing on a whole different level, I think. Yeah. yeah. So apparently there's a benign continuum. <laughs> Didn't know this, but there's a continuum of benignness to get to cancer. Hmm. And I intuitively just knew. So after I got over my rage, I had two biopsies, you know, they're very difficult to have. They both came back showing exactly the same thing. They couldn't understand what these cells were about, but they weren't cancer. And um, I, um, I thought, you know, I had all the tests that one was to have. They were all normal. <laughs> he was actually lamenting I ever had the ultrasound to begin with, the doctor. Mm -hmm. And um, I just sat in my truth mm -hmm. of, of uh, this feels completely inappropriate for me to have a hysterectomy if I have no reason 
Yeah. He, um, interestingly enough, and I also made a decision uh, to let my anger go and actually make this into, which is what I always do in my life, is make it into a learning opportunity for me and him. Mm, yeah. Because clearly no <laughs> one's... If no it's not a blessing, it's a before. lesson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no one clearly has challenged this guy before. Mm. That's and and I was determined to bring him around. <laughs> you know, as long as I remained healthy and everything was okay, I was not going to move from my position. And um, it didn't shift. It stayed, remained. I've remained healthy. I actually go this week for my third year ultrasound because I've negotiated that I will go once a year and have uh, an ultrasound and not go through all the major tests again. Um, but uh, to bring this the circle around when I went for my last visit, he was presenting it to medical students because I'm a bit of an anomaly. I was menopausal at the time. It turns out there's very little actual research about menopausal women getting this benign condition. Hmm. So I'm an unknown, which makes me happy <laughs> because then we get to shape it is yeah. my attitude. Yeah. So it took me deeply a Saturn return again. I had to really go in and be with all of this. Where is it coming from? What's this all about? I watched. Um, it was in the pandemic, so I had to go by myself, but I watched other people around me. Uh, trying to grapple with this and the kind of support I was getting wasn't really what I needed. So this is partly about codependency. Mm -hmm. I realized how I'd been overgiving in so mm -hmm. many different ways. And um, pandemic also brought, has brought that up in many, many ways for a lot of people as well. Mm -hmm. And um, when I went last to see him, which was this time last year, he actually, so I was saying he presented the case as this, this woman, this patient believes that we're lovely people, but she thinks we're crazy because, and he proceeded to give the history, which sounds crazy. Why would you do a hysterectomy? And it was his way of owning. Good. It. Yeah. Lesson and, learned. Yeah. <laughs> and I felt like, and I felt the, the yes inside. Yeah. And, um, you know, but I do want it to end. I'm really, I mean, you can imagine every little ache and pain I get. Mm -hmm. I'm human. So part of me goes into Oh my goodness, what is that? Yeah. Um, but the bigger piece of it is it was a wake up call on multiple levels, mostly for me to take care of myself. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I hear you. And that that's actually something that's intricately connected in medical intuition that our, our female parts, you know, whether it be our uterus, our ovaries, our, um, our even our breast area, a lot of... Uh, a lot of times in medical intuition, not always, but even um, breast issues, uh, breast cancer can be related to overmothering. Uh, a lot of teachers, nurses, you know, burnt yeah. out mothers, they tend to have these, these health crises. Um, I know I had an ovarian crisis when I was very young, and that had a lot to do with my femininity and that the, the, the development of that. Um, won't go into details today, but it was, it was definitely like, okay, now looking back, having this kind of medical intuitive understanding that I do now, it, it doesn't surprise me that if you were overgiving, overdoing your, your uterus was, was trying to let you know. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So, so, and, and, and when I say that it's always to, to say we don't cause or create uh, our, our medical issues. We're not bad or wrong. Um, it's just a connection. It's, it's 
are we in balance or not? Our bodies are great kind of uh, thermostats for that. So it's great to watch that and, and learn from it, you know, gain wisdom from it and shift our lifestyles to not make it worse, to, to, to show that we're finding balance. That's, yeah. And I think that's totally. where those remissions happen and things like what you're talking about. Absolutely. And I'm glad you said that about it isn't a right or wrong or mm -hmm. I've done something. Yeah, it isn't. It isn't nope. at all. I, I like to think of it as if you can read Oracle cards, you can read the stars, you can, you know, do Oracle readings on lots of things. Your body is also an Oracle. So it's just telling you something. It's information, you know, so we don't have to feel terrible about ourselves if we're our health is bad. It's just there's just something going on and there's a shift exactly. happening. Yeah. Right. So it's so cool that you went through that and, and saw an opening in your calling to serve others. And that you also mentioned that vulnerability. I ask, you know, when, you, when people come on the show, what's their biggest success with um, dealing with not trusting their intuition or being too much into the people pleasing habits. And you said vulnerability um, is a success and a successful trait and learning to ask for help has been one of your biggest successes. And I thought that was a really cool point to share for those out there that struggle to ask for help, that try to do everything. As they say, that's kind of like a, often a, a trauma response. I'll just get everything yes. done because I can do it best or I want to please everyone. So I'll do that. And then we work ourselves ragged. So can you share how that opening up to that vulnerability has, has led to a more joyful life, a more fulfilling mm -hmm. life um, and helped yeah. you heal? I love this segue. Um, um, all that you said, I was trying to figure it out on my own, do it all on my own. And I was literally, this brought me to my knees in physic, inside. I'm shaking. It really, really frightened me into my, I mean, our womb is our probably one of our most vulnerable physical places, right? Yeah. And um, I realized I'd been overdoing. So, uh, I started to look at my sort of masculine feminine energy and um, I realized that part of the feminine is really about learning to receive or be vulnerable, vulnerable in a empowered way, is the way I'll say it. Um, but women, we, our energy is about being open. There's a, when you're close, when I'm closed, I can't actually receive very well from the outside. That's right. That's right. In fact, my experience with, with the uh, cancer doctor, instead of staying in rage, because he was terrified of me because I was like a raging monster, and rightly so at the time. But I softened and I opened and, and I could see, and then he could get in. I couldn't have taught him, to be honest, if I had stayed um, hard mm -hmm. and hard-lined. There's a place for that, absolutely. But it was my vulnerability um, that softened him and softened me. Yes. Yeah, and good point. Um, yeah. it has really uh, brought more pleasure to me, to my own life. Like I can, I'm embodied in a, in a vulnerable way that's empowered because my core is empowered and I'm holding myself. I'm not expecting outside to hold me. I'm holding me. And in asking for help, um, as I said previously, people couldn't really be there for me. They didn't know what to do either. So I really just took on the mission of us being vulnerable and asking for things, including mm -hmm. the universe. 
I realized yeah. I wasn't asking oh, yeah. the universe. Hello. Oh, the universe yeah. is just waiting around for us to ask. It is absolutely. And you're right. It's, it's like the flow of a faucet, you know, it's, uh, or any kind of even a circuit, maybe you could say, if it's going one direction, the energy is going one direction, you can't, it can't receive in the other direction. So it's really important to have that opening and that, um, that, yeah, be in that receptive state and not give, give, give all the time. Because yeah, it's literally energetically impossible to receive what you're wanting if you're so busy doing and giving and, and being in that more masculine assertive energy really is what it is, is yes. let's do, do, do. Um, and we all, men and women, we all have a balance that we've got to find within ourselves and it changes throughout our lives. It as, does. We, as we're seeing here, you know, talking about the menopausal years. Exactly. So, so in the, the last, you know, like six months to a year, um, you mentioned some challenges with finding a new voice and, and wanting to make work into play, but how else has, has the, have the old patterns still kind of crept in, in ways that you're noticing, like, okay, I'd like to transform that. Um, I'm still finding it a challenge to ask for help at times, mm. definitely. And, um, yet I'm so much more sensitive to what my actual needs are now, which is a wonderful thing, but it is a challenge and a, um, a point of my own continuing evolution of empowerment to uh, ask assertively and cleanly and in healthy ways for what I need. Some of it circled around and I need to give it to myself again. Mm -hmm. uh, but some of it is um, allowing what has been previously, again, to fall away. COVID definitely is part of all of this. It's hard to separate out the last three years with, with everything else, because I think it's brought so much of all of this up for all of us. Mm -hmm. We truly are all each other's brother and sister. <laughs> mm -hmm. I mean, there are, no there are no boundaries, really. There are no borders as uh, COVID has shown us. Yep. Um, <laughs> nature, nature doesn't know about that, even if it's no, in our own heads, right? No, no, <laughs> it doesn't. And uh, so my intimate relationships for me have always been, um, and this is a trauma response in many ways, have been an issue, but I'm feeling so much uh, more embodiment around all of this. Embodiment's really a key here. You, I, could, I have spent many years up in my head processing I'm making finger quotes little ears <laughs> there is a port there is a place for all of that but bringing it down into the body um, and living it is um, a new adventure it's that adventure word mm -hmm. yeah. um, so really having a um, solid personal foundation as well as um whatever my service is to be is really my, my edge. I mean, yeah. it's meant, you know, it's meant leaving my family of origin. Mm -hmm. It's, there's been big losses over these yeah. three years, but I'm better for it. And I think they probably are too. I mean, it just the balance, right? That's right. Absolutely. Um, well, yeah. I drew a few cards for you, if you if you don't mind me sharing. Not at all. <laughs> awesome. Well, and it looks to me like it is. I mean, we've you know we have been. The show's about menopause being a rite of passage, and you are definitely going through a rite of passage here and sharing what you just did as well. The, you know, at this point in time, saying, you know, we're better apart than we are together, and that you're you know that your ability to make things happen in your life or the the more 
um, the more magical and intentional part of yourself is stronger when, when you can have some focus away from all of that. And I feel that there's a lot changing right now and a lot going on. So you may be struggling with direction or, you know, what's next. And it's really just time to let things settle a little bit. And the more that you can do the internal work to, to set those intentions, the better, uh, because you may be frustrated or feel thwarted if you try to move forward too fast right now. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Yes. <laughs> so there's that receptive way. It's like life says, sit down, lady, relax. You know, I know that I know those times where I'm trying to get things done and it's just hitting a wall over and over again. I say, okay, yeah. now's my time to let life do its thing because it knows better than me. And, you know, you're coming out of a time of you really eliminating old patterns that were keeping you stuck. You, you saw the same thing over and over and over again. And you finally realize like, hey, this comes from a long line of a dysfunctional pattern. I'm ready to stop it. And you learned the lesson. And as you're moving into the next phase, it is about finding balance and, and not, not giving up on your path. Um, I see that you do have a destiny. And, you know, this is, this is the stuff books are made of, you know, this kind of peeling away the layers of self. So I don't know if you're thinking about writing a book or a memoir yeah. or something like that. Absolutely. <laughs> I love that fellow Did author here. I just yeah. wrote my first one last year, so or published it finally. So it is, it is very doable. And I feel like it's just about, you know, continuing to write the story. And as you're in it right now, it sounds to me like you've always looked at life this way, you know it's an ongoing story. You're the star of your own movie, so to speak. Yes. And like, okay, well, what's going to happen next for this main character? Oh, well, she's got to let go of this, this, these past expectations. And now in, you're currently in a kind of field of sacrificing what you want most now so that you can realize yourself as your healer self and that you can set the rhythm for your life and your clients rather than following the rhythm of others. Mm -hmm. And there's that fine line, you know, between you know, being in the receptive mode and being in leadership or receptive yeah. leadership. Um, and so whatever negative thoughts that you have about this um, or, you know, distrust, I don't know if it's distrust of emotions or a lack of emotional boundaries, um, but there is kind of a longstanding internal story. That's the biggest obstacle. Do you know what that might be referring to? I do. Okay. Yes. Okay. Would you like Which to share? Is, if not, that's absolutely. Okay. No, no, it's good. Yeah. It is um, whether I've always been very um, open about my own story, which is why we're talking. Mm -hmm. And sometimes my boundary, it is that emotional piece of what's too much. And some of this needs to just be for me. Mm -hmm. And I have been struggling a little bit with um, uh, is taking on um, or, or reframing the way I want to take on doing spiritual coaching with menopausal women. Is the menopause thing a little too close still? Mm. Um, is a piece of it. Mm -hmm. And also um, not getting lost in that at the expense of the personal pieces that I'm really wanting to bring in. Yeah. I feel like sort sense. of my human wants to have a good time. I yeah. think very spiritual, right? That's what I keep saying. My human needs to have a good time too. It does. Oh, that's such a good point. And you mentioned wanting to make work into play. Yeah, and I'm working. Yeah, exactly. More creative and juicy with with the work that you're doing. I totally get that because yeah, if it starts to feel like this lo logical like yeah. process, 
then it, it just goes back into, well, I might as well be employed by someone else. But when you're in your creativity and you're letting spirit be your boss, which is a very unpredictable path, um, I feel like, yeah, kind of continue to let yourself more loose with that because you are purpose driven. Uh, the purpose is there and your intuition is leading you towards it. And I would say, as always, because this is what I do, trust your intuition more than what anybody outside you is telling you about this. Um, you can you can gain insights, you can gain structures from people other than yourself, but as far as what your purpose is, it's not going to feel right unless you were doing it your way, your spirit's way. And then your human will get what she needs also. Does that make exactly. sense? Absolutely. <laughs> it all yes. falls into place. And I and I say that coming from a very similar <laughs> similar spot where I'll try to do the do things the the like ordinary way and then my spirit goes, "No. Yeah, <laughs> you need to do no. it this way." And then you'll get everything you're asking for and then I go, "Okay, I'll blend it together, do the negotiation process of balancing, and sure enough, things start falling into place." So I see that it's the same dance for you right now. And the best thing you can do is get into your inner witness and be mindful each day or maybe in week segments of what you need in order to let loose and let that inner child play. Cause it is the human needs fun. It's the inner child that needs yeah. fun. Yeah. Um, and so exactly. what is it that you like to do? Like just for fun, create it. I mean, I don't know. Did you do that painting behind yes. you? Yeah. I paint. painting. I paint. Yes. Writing. Yes. Time yeah. for that would be just so joyful for you. Several hours, a couple of times a week. Yeah. It feels like it just lifts you up and brings you back into alignment. Exactly. How mm -hmm. did travel as we started our beginning conversation? Yes, travel is super fun. Yeah, that is, getting that, that opens up all the stuff. So yeah, all there is is to get grounded about the things that you've been really wanting to do and look at it as a healing process so that if if you needed your own coach or your own healing journey, you know, kind of... Um, trainer or a personal trainer or something you would like show up and do it so this creative fun time that you've been wanting if you can see it as that important like i've got to schedule this time in and make sure it happens you're going to get in a place where everything else flows a lot more easily as well that's lovely that's all that i've been feeling in thinking inside so that's a wonderful reflection thank you uh, I, so much you are so welcome it's been yeah. lovely connecting with your energy today and i know the listeners have enjoyed your story and and just i'm sure there's lots of connections being made out there so thank that's you great. so if anyone wants to find you online where can they go um well my website is my name so heatherbrandon.com and um if people want to visit that, there are some free gifts, which I would love to uh, impart. And uh, I have a Facebook, actually a group called the Sacred Pause Circle. And it's for uh, peri and menopausal women. Awesome. We did talk about peri, but peri is also part of it. And I have a, a Facebook coaching site, which is again, my name, Heather Brandon Coaching on awesome. Facebook. Awesome. Yeah. Well, that's where you can find her, guys. And thanks again, Heather, for being here today. It's been wonderful meeting you. Thank you. you and thanks, well. guys. Awesome. <laughs> thanks, guys, for listening. We'll catch you next time. Hey there. I hope you enjoyed today's show. If you'd like to hear more from our wise and wonderful guests, make sure you subscribe for daily interview content. And here's three ways I can help empower your wisdom for free. Number one, grab your copy of my Empower Your Life workbook. It will help you honor your inner voice, make way for new visions, and live with intention. Go to empoweredwisdomshow.com forward slash workbook to get your copy today. Two, 
If you're a woman with a well-established business or career and your intuition is nudging you to go in a more spiritual direction, we want to interview you on this show. Head to empoweredwisdomshow.com. Three, listen and subscribe to our sister podcast, The Empowered Wisdom Hour, for free teachings, guided meditation, and channeled wisdom to help you thrive. You can listen on Apple, Spotify, and most major podcast platforms. At Empowered Wisdom Coaching, we help intuitive, spiritual, and high-achieving women who feel disempowered by self-doubt and relationship patterns realize their power and go for what they want without holding back. If you're ready to release doubt, fear, and disempowering relationships so you can follow your calling and your bliss the intuitive way, book a call to see how I can help. Go to mollymccartney.com forward slash chat.